Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us. On this Tuesday edition, welcome back from the extended weekend. We certainly appreciate you being here and everybody now on the uh, network. Thanks for joining us. Our friends in La Crosse and Eau Claire, our buddies out in Viroqua, Marshfield, Rice Lake, all over. And I want to say hi to Jim and the gang at WMAM. I saw uh, Jim Callow over the weekend, too. We stopped in uh, to Forgotten Fire Winery up in Peshtigo. And I uh, saw Jim and his wife. They came by. So I had a good time. Mike, his wife as well. So good time. Good stuff. Uh, I want to say thanks to our friends at Wabam, W-A-B-A-M, and uh, ended up coming in fourth this past weekend. If you're watching the Wabam car race around the tracks uh, this weekend all throughout the great state of Wisconsin, but uh, nevertheless, ended up coming in fourth. Good race, though. I think it was fourth out of 16, if I'm not mistaken. So they had a good run at it, uh, uh, Ryan Stefano and Joe and Joe Cool Racing and everybody. So not bad. Not a bad way to go. Wabam doing itself proud over the weekend. Go to getwabam, W-A-B-A-M dot com. That's getwabam.com for great cleaning supplies, industrial, janitorial, or if you are a car person, a motorcycle person, or a boat person, and you want to spiff it up, ceramic it up, make it look shiny, nice, and new, and keep the bugs from uh, sticking on there and creating that goop, there you go. There you go. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Larry's listening from Mexico. From Mexico today. Hanging out on the beach, I would assume. Uh, Luke says, don't get me wrong, I love baseball. But tennis is way more exciting than baseball. Tennis has a similar cadence to football. Um, Talking about sports that uh, aren't in the mainstream that we watch or don't watch. This whole thing started with uh, the discussion of football. Fishing. Uh, or excuse me, fishing. I'm sorry, fishing. Not football. Uh, I'm reading some other stuff here. That's why. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I. What What is something that you sat down? I mean, I've sat down and watched Wimbledon. I watched the Australian Open. I've watched it. Uh, I watch the majors with golf, and I can't wait for certain golf tournaments. Uh, I love the Memorial. I love the players. I, I, I love a lot of these other tournaments. So I'm not just about watching majors. Uh, I appreciate that. I love daily watching baseball. Tonight I'll be hunkered down again, provided that they get the game in, because uh, there are some showers and thunderstorms expected in Chicago. But I'll be hunkered down there watching it, ready to watch it all over again, hoping that the uh, Cubs fly the L. So, uh, I, I uh, boy, I had a great time watching the coverage of the Indianapolis 500. Ben, did you watch that? I thought... They did a great, and I know people make fun of Danica Patrick just because she's a girl and she's fiery and some of her antics in the past. I thought she did a fantastic job. Did you watch any of that coverage? I didn't catch it. I was out all day Saturday. I thought uh, she did a fantastic job. Her, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mike Tirico, just a really, really good job, I thought, of the Indy 500. I was, I was, uh, and I know that some of the stuff when she had the headphones on, that's gone viral because she looks like Princess Leia. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's where the comparison went. Was people said she looked like Princess Leia, and her the picture of her in the um, in the in the headset on set. Uh, that's that kind of went viral, but uh, with the side by side. But I, I thought she did a great job. I thought they all did a great job. Um, I, I love Mike Tirico. He's as good as good gets. 
But I, I thought it was all top-notch. All top-notch. Big time. I take it so, my guy uh, Santino Ferrucci did not get it done. Santino Ferrucci was near the top. Uh, it's like the dirty. Santino Ferrucci was also is turning 24, I think, today. If I'm not mistaken. I think uh, I think he's turning 24 today. I could be wrong, but I think he's turning because uh, Erickson ends up. Uh, he went, you know, he he was going for indie immortality. He earns 3.1 million dollars for the record purse at the Indianapolis 500, and uh, he became the second 500 champion from Sweden. Just an FYI. So there you go. But, uh, you know, congratulations to Marcus Erickson of Sweden who gets the victory at the Indianapolis 500. But I was really, I was rooting for Helio Castroneves. I was, I was kind of hoping that, uh, that he would have, uh, he would have got, gotten the job done. He just never did. Uh, Oward, uh, Oward, uh, I think that Pedo, uh, he ended up coming in second. Tony Kanaan, a name that everybody's familiar with, came in third, I think. And then it kind of goes down from there. Castro Neves ends up coming in seventh for a long time. And at the latter portion of that race, he was running 11th, ended up with seventh. Simon Pagno at number eight. Uh, Ferrucci, Ferrucci, by the way, was top 10. He finished at number 10. All right. Santino Ferrucci. I have an eye for 10. the sport. There you go. And uh, he is, t- I think he's turning 24 today. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what they said. So there you go. How about Jimmy Johnson? Uh, with the crash? Did he crash? I I, I didn't catch I any think of it. He ended up, I think he ended up crashing. I saw all the Sports Center coverage leading up, and Marty yeah. Marty Smith did a big piece on him. Yeah, uh, I I don't think he did the full 200. I think he crashed at like it was towards the end of the race. So I, I don't know what the number was that he crashed because I think he got he was over 190 laps, but I don't know how many. But he crashed at the end. Jimmy Johnson did because he came in. I don't know what he ended up coming in because there was 33 cars, so maybe 25th, 26th, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, Jimmy Johnson ended up crashing. So there you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, uh, we got Matt Lafleur. Coming up here shortly, who is going to be speaking uh, at the OTA. So, Johnson crash. He brought out the late red flag, the last red flag. That's right. That that was that crash. And then uh, Erickson went on to, to get the win. But he brought out that last crash. That's right. Thank you very much. Uh, so, we're going to be hearing from Matt LaFleur coming up. Uh, also, oh, Rick, you're right. Wiffle ball. You remember wiffle ball tournaments used to be on television? They did? Yep. Wiffle ball, backyard wiffle ball. Oh, with the there cool was a, stadiums with like the Fenway. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy that ended up building this stadium in his backyard and it became this popular thing. And teams started coming in from around the area regionally to play in these wiffle ball tournaments in his backyard. And then it grew and grew some more. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, it became a thing. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, ESPN started carrying this. And then, obviously, the crowds were getting big, and he couldn't do it in his backyard anymore, and it actually became a tournament from some small field, whatever it was. But, yeah, wiffle ball tournaments used to be a thing. I do remember that. 
but I remember the guy that built the original the, the wiffle ball stadium, kind of a it was almost like a home run home run derby stadium in his backyard, and it became a thing. And he started getting so many people into the neighborhood that they had to stop it. They had to shut it down because teams were coming in from all over for this guy's stadium in his backyard. Pretty cool. I've never done anything like that in my yard that would require me to move it because the crowds were so big around my house. Other than maybe leaving the windows open uh, accidentally, and then it was people shouting for me to close the blinds. That was it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Would love to hear from you. Uh, This is from Patty. Patty said, I remember watching my kids play in the wiffle ball tournaments when they were younger. Um, which thank you very much. Um, and Greg says, uh, bass fishing was always my thing. So I loved watching the professional anglers. It's just not the same. Remember it was called the bass masters back then. Yes, it was the bass masters. Now it's the pro fishing tour or pro PFW or PFT or whatever it is. And it's different. I agree with you. Just different. Um, do you ever venture into English darts? I have seen darts, um, that, which is more difficult in my opinion than cornhole. So much harder. Yeah. So much more difficult than cornhole. I do remember watching some dart tournaments. I don't remember how long ago, but I do remember seeing it to answer your question. Yes. Why have you gotten into watching dart tournaments? When it's the winter and there's nothing to do and it's depressing, negative 20, yeah, yeah I turn it on. It's it's okay. so cool what they do. Gotcha. 877-867-1670. Um, <laughs> this is from Bill. Who says, I don't watch other alternative sports. I just watch sports movies. Can't get enough of Major League. Oh, there you go. I get it. Pac-Fan says, not used to be a thing. It's still a thing, but it's not on ESPN. Now it's on YouTube. They routinely get to 250,000 views on their games. Well, there you go. I I would assume you're talking about the wiffle ball thing. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, and then Howard says, uh, I watched wiffle ball when I was a kid. I watched softball tournaments. Do you remember the five-man softball teams? I remember... There was one team that was called Soapy's Fabulous Five. And then I remember watching when uh, they came to town, my cousin played for the Playboy team. Playboy had a team years ago. Uh, that was a bunch of, you know, really, really, really good athletic pro type of softball players. And my cousin Terry played for them. So I, I do remember that too. Yeah, softball was a thing. Now, you've got softball, like, like girls softball, collegiate softball all the time on the tube. You can see that pretty regularly if you choose to do so. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, addressing the media as they get ready for yet another round of OTAs in Green Bay. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
have you. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. A reminder coming up tomorrow night. It is going to be a good night out at the uh, Budweiser Pavilion at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. One of the best bands, uh, country bands, country cover bands around. Madison County is going to take the stage tomorrow night. The weather looks to be uh, decent. Uh, better than it was last week, that's for damn sure. So uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, the gates open. 7 o'clock, Madison County takes the stage as the 2022 li- live music lineup continues on at the Budweiser Pavilion out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's go up to Green Bay. Matt LaFleur currently at the podium talking to the media. Let's take a listen to what he has to say. Not all at once. I'm, I'm wondering, A, if Jair is here, and I guess either either way. Um, you know, in the past you had Devontae going up against Jair and Stokes to try to get him ready. Would you do the same with Jair to get those younger receivers ready? Yeah, if he was here, for sure, that's that's what we do. But he's not here. Okay. Are there any- what, what was your, I'm sorry, what was your question? You know, the, the, the guys went. I had some other things to... Get ready for the next day. So, no, sorry. Are there any people here who weren't here last week in terms of, in terms of that? I, I think we'll find out when we get out there. Uh, we had a team meeting. I, I don't think I saw, you know, it's not like I'm taking attendance in there, but you're kind of just looking out into the crowd and seeing who's there. And, you know, our guys have been, done a really good job of, of letting us know when they when something comes up or they can't make it or or, uh, you know, apparently it was pretty challenging to get into Green Bay last night. A lot of flights getting canceled all across the country. So we're missing a couple guys that we had anticipated being here. But um, as far as any new guys, I don't think so today. I think we'll see some new faces tomorrow. Not today. Matt, has this evolved over time since you've been... In, in the league and even as an assistant where voluntary but it's we really want you there to now where it does seem casual not the right word but more i guess inclusive of your own mind and decision whether you choose to be there or not yeah each guy has that right to make that choice if you're asking me i want everybody here so um you know i think some of the thought process may have changed over what's transpired over the last two years, especially with our COVID situation where, you know, we didn't have OTAs. And then, um, but my, my always, my thing to our guys is, well, neither did anybody else, you know. So everybody was playing, uh, had the same circumstances that they were dealing with. So obviously now with everybody being open and you'd like to see as many guys as possible here is Sammy, is, go ahead. how have you adjusted maybe your coaching style and what you try to accomplish during this time because you know rob and i are old like it really was very rare that there would be guys that wouldn't be here and the coaches would be ticked even if it was voluntary for them not being here because you installed your entire playbook and then it was a reinstall once you got the training camp so how have you adjusted well, I think it's just more the mindset that we're going to coach the guys that want to be here, and we're going to try to get those guys as 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 good as possible, and hopefully that uh, you know that they're in contention to make the roster when it comes down to it. Is Sammy missing 
much of anything without Aaron being here or as a veteran guy? Are, are you are you comfortable with, with him not being here as, as a new guy coming in? I'm not comfortable with anybody not being here. <laughs> so I like I like them all here, but you know, like again, it's it's their choice. So uh, you know, next week is mandatory minicamp, so there's consequences obviously for for not coming. Uh, it'll be interesting this week because last week we only had one new install that they hadn't gotten during their rookie minicamp. So this week there's going to be three new installs for them. So it just it kind of compounds, and then you, you get to um, it, there's a lot that's thrown at these guys, and so that's why it's so important for those young guys to kind of stay ahead and stay up on everything we've done in the past. So um, you just you just keep kind of building on it. And I guess philosophically, uh, our philosophy is to throw as much at these guys as, as possible, especially this time of year. And you kind of get a feel for, you know, what guys do well. And then you kind of build upon that during the season. But I just... I don't like it when we get into the season and they're hearing things for the first time. I'd rather at least them have heard it and, you know, get an op- just get some exposure to it before uh, the season rolls around. How much of a feel can you get from some of these young guys, you know, when you're doing even half-speed 11 and 11s, kind of get that feel for how best they can be utilized when it really counts? Yeah, that's tough. That is tough when we're the majority of our 11 on 11 drills have been more jog through tempo although we're still learning what jog through everybody has a different uh, I guess view of that in their own mind some guys are going full speed and I'm like slow down there's no winners or losers in the jog through period so uh, we just want to see what guys what what they're able to retain and then just the communication and, and really they should be flawless in terms of technique and execution in those type of, of periods. Would you say it's important to not overload them on a week one? If it's easier to do it this week, or is the balance kind of with that and their retention rate? Yeah, um, I think that's something we, we look at each and every year. And um, But again, it's more or less... You, you, you try to install your entire playbook throughout the course of the spring. That way, when you get to training camp, again, you're going to revisit it and you're going to install it in a similar fashion, but at least they've heard it before. And I think really when, especially for any new guys or any young guys, when they're away from here for those five weeks uh, after OTAs conclude, it's important that they stay in the book. And because you'll lose everything that you'd learn and then you're starting from scratch. We're trying to lay a foundation for the future, for our season. And so the only way you can do that is you just can't neglect it when you're away from here. So what is that process like? So they're going to go run plays in a half hour or whatever it is. When do they learn those? It's not just this morning, right? Or were they expected to learn it over the weekend? I guess what is the process of learning it and then bring it to you? Well, that's... That's on each individual. Obviously, we're not there holding their hand um, over the weekend going over this stuff, but certainly they can get ahead and take a look at not only the scripts, but, um, you know, the installs. Because we have very short meetings. You know, our meetings are 
about an hour and 15 minutes. So it's impossible to know all the details of every play that is going to be ran out there in, in that period of time. And so it is advantageous for each individual if they get a little bit of a head and, and that way they can truly lock in when we're in those meetings and, and try to hear some of the finer coaching points. That the retention has stood out to you just through the first week of how much they picked up. No, I think it's a solid group overall, but we'll, we'll find out more as we go. At what level can a young player at this time of year not necessarily win a job, but influence moving forward how much of an opportunity he's going to get going into training camp and things like that? Well, you just want to see these guys grow and continue to get better each and every day. So, I, obviously, there's this isn't real football, although it is. you try to get it as close to real football as possible, but these guys aren't playing with pads. But, um, again, I, I just think it's so important to lay the foundation for training camp, for when we put pads on, for when we get into those preseason games. Um, and we, we do want to stress them right now. We'd rather stress them now than when, when they're out there on a Sunday. One of the veterans who has been here. What is, from your perspective, what has this presence meant to some of these younger receivers, uh, some of the draft picks who appeared for the first time? Uh, it means everything, and he's such a leader in that room, um, not only on offense, but he's been sitting there in those special teams meetings and, and doing a great job with that and being able to help a lot of these young guys out. Will Bakhtiari be working out his knee still, or will he be going through some drills today? Now, our plan all along was to kind of hold him from this this time of the year and just make sure he's continuing to get stronger and ready to go, hopefully, for training camp. Is he close? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been close. He was out there in a the game, so it just – but it's just part of our process right now. So, Matt, from that perspective, there's no concern with him. It's that you're just playing it safe and I mean, we just thought that, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's played a lot of ball and um, it's best to, you know, hold him from this, this portion of it. Especially with Tunyon out, do you look for a big jump from Dubois this year? Yeah, I expect a big jump from all these guys. So, um, you know, that's, that's how we coach them. I think Josiah's had a great mindset. I think that... You could really kind of see him as the season progressed last year. It seemed like he was playing faster, uh, definitely knew what to do. Uh, sometimes anytime you're coming off, you know, a pretty significant injury like that, it, it, it takes some time. And, um, you know, we were really happy with him at the end of the year, and hopefully he can, he can build upon that. I mean, shoot, that, that play he had versus Detroit was great on that screen that he took 60-some-odd yards or whatever to the house. I think that that uh, really showed what he's capable of doing. Time for two more. When you look at the additions that you have on the defensive line, is this the best defensive line group that, that you've had since you've been here? Was it due for defense to have that kind of depth uh, on the interior? Yeah, I think it's the deepest we've had. Um, and on paper, it looks great, but that that's on paper, right? you got to go out there and they got to continue to grind and work and, and get better and better and better. And we have high expectations for the, for that group, but um, ultimately we got to we got to go out there and do it. Will you be watching the match tomorrow night? Most likely, yes. What time's it on? I'm gonna have to DVR it and watch it late. Think they'll think they'll be. Have a good job.
100 percent. All right. Have a good one. There you go. That was the head coach, Matt LaFleur, talking to the media. And uh, the good news was he was kind of emphatic about David Bakhtiari and the fact that Bakhtiari, at least as he feels, should be ready to go come training camp. I know I've questioned it. Others have questioned it as to whether or not he would be ready. So that was good news. Um, So we'll wait and see. Uh, whether or not David Bach, because, you know, as he said, he's played a lot of games. He, he knows it, you know, that type of thing. But um, nothing specific when it came to uh, David Bakhtiari and his health and getting ready and actually being ready, not only for, for training camp, but for the season. And so finally you've got uh, an answer. You know, now it's, you know, it's you've got uh, kind of more of an emphatic, yeah, he's he's going to be ready. We're not worried about that. What, what, what are you talking about? type of thing. So that was good. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. If you want to uh, go ahead and give us a shout, by all means do so. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show, which is coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Forgotten Fire Winery. I told you I went up there this past weekend, had a great time, and it's not snooty. It's not pretentious. They've won awards. I mean, it's not like you're just buying Kool-Aid, man. They want awards, serious awards. They're very proud of their awards. But they are also people that go, you know what? However you like to do it, do it. You know, this isn't about our snootiness and imposing our will on you. This is about you enjoying their wines, wines and ciders. And their ciders are fantastic. They have different pineapples, and they've got apples, and they've got green apple, and they've got apple with brown sugar and cinnamon. And the ciders are awesome, and they've got dessert wines and fruit wines and you, you know, red wines and white wines and pinots. And it was it was just really, really a good time. They got a, a couple of wines called the Hot Mess, both white and red, which the labels alone. Make you want to go, okay, I've been there. I've seen that. Yeah, I'm good with that. But check it out. Go to uh, ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Again, ForgottenFireWinery.com. Or look for them in many of your local grocery stores, Total Wines, things like that, wine stores, liquor stores. Look for them. Ask for them by name. They are right here in Wisconsin, made by Wisconsinites for Wisconsinites and those in the surrounding areas. Go to Forgotten Fire Winery. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, I was talking to, uh, I just texted my buddy Joe Hennis because they have a, a ride coming up on Sunday. It is the uh, Hogs for Heroes ride, and it starts at Sloppy Joe's on Sunday morning and then goes to Smoke on the Water Sunday afternoon. And so if you're looking for a ride this weekend, uh, either on Sunday or Saturday for that matter, uh, there's a couple of rides this coming weekend, but uh, heading out to Sloppy Joe's, on Sunday morning, getting a good breakfast and then riding for uh, veterans, Hogs for Heroes, uh, it's going to be a great time. So if you get a chance, and, and knock on wood, the weather's good. 
But if you get a chance this weekend and you're a rider, know somebody who is, uh, that's going to be a great event. Again, Sloppy Joe's out on Hubertus, in Hubertus. And then it's going to end up at uh, Smoke on the Water, which is on Okachi Lake on Wisconsin Avenue, right there on Okachi Lake. But I got a couple of notes, uh, one from my friend Stacy, another one from my friend George, who both stated they were over at Sloppy Joe or over at uh, Smoke on the Water this past weekend. And they got a chance to go downstairs and went, oh, my God, is that place beautiful. When they renovated, oh. A lot of bars going through renovation right now, but uh, they did a fantastic job down there. Uh, so if you get a chance, go out to smoke on the water out in Okachi Lake and go enjoy yourself. Just a beautiful, beautiful venue. When Joe and Ellen redid that downstairs basement uh, area that has all the, the patio doors that or the garage doors that just lift up and open up right to uh, Okachi Lake. Just a great environment out there. Really, really cool. Stop in and tell him we said hi. Uh, Matt LaFleur talking about the availability of David Bakhtiari. Here it is. Now, our plan all along was to kind of hold him from this this time of the year and just make sure he's continuing to get stronger and ready to go, hopefully, for training camp. Is it close? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been close. He was out there in a the game, so it just, but it's just part of our process right now. Is he close? I mean, it was. It was, uh, it, it was a, uh, how do I put this? Ben, have we ever heard David Bakhtiari, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gudekins, anybody say, yeah, I'm ready for training camp, no problem. Has anybody ever said that? No. That's the reason when the question, is he close? Where Matt LaFleur sounded kind of like, well, of course, you know, kind of kind of like, is that a ridiculous question? But nobody's come out and said, David Bakhtiari's fine, he'll be ready to go. It's it's this dancing around, you know, you never want to guarantee it, but if I'm Matt LaFleur and I'm behind closed doors and I see him every day, I'd say, oh, yeah, he'll be ready. You know, bar- I would I would qualify it by say, barring any kind of a setback, oh, yeah, he's going to be ready. No problem. Nobody's saying that. That's the only reason that question about is he close comes up is because nobody's come out and said no problem. Boy, all it was was a little rest, relaxation after the season. No problem. He's good to go. Nobody has said that. Which is why there's a little bit of angst there when it comes to whether or not he will be available and why when he's not on the field, people are asking questions. You know, I mean, I guess that might be the next question when you talk about David Bakhtiari. Hey, coach, nobody's actually said this. Say, barring... Any kind of a setback, he'll definitely be ready for camp. He's good to go. Can you say that and then see what LaFleur's response is? That would be my question. Because I think that's all this dancing around leads us to believe that there's there's still some questions there. And if so, why? That that is why it's understandable. Play that again, because I think Matt LaFleur at the, at the follow-up portion of that sounded a little irritated, but I understand why the question is being asked. Here's what Matt LaFleur had to say about David Bakhtiari in the follow-up. Now, our plan all along was to kind of hold him from this this time of the year and just make sure he's continuing to get stronger and ready to go, hopefully, for training camp. Is it close? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been close. He was out there in a the game, so it just... But it's just part of our process right now. There you go. Yeah, he's been close. Okay. But then why is nobody saying, 
good to go. No problem. That's yeah, and I get it, but that that's 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 a legit question. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I don't mean to make something maybe where there's nothing, obviously, but you know, counting on David Bakhtiari with no Elton Jenkins right now, counting on David Bakhtiari is a necessity. You hope that he's ready to go. That you know, all is good. All is right with the world. 877-867-1670. Bob says, uh, hey, Bill, I'm depressed. I cut my cable TV cord today. I will no longer have access to the Wisconsin Valley Regional Wow, there's something to think about. Once you start talking to yourself, then yes, I understand it. Once you start talking to yourself, I I completely get where you're coming from. I get it. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Now, this is what Brian Gudekinst has to say going back uh, to the end of April about... David Bakhtiari. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in David and, and him getting back to where, where he needs to be. I know he's working his tail off and, and feel good about it. At the same time, I think it's the National Football League and, and injuries are tough. And I think we have to be prepared either way. But um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Dave's going to get back to the level that he was at um, prior to the injury. So there you go. I'm pretty confident Dave's going to get back to the level that he was at prior to the injury. I'm pretty confident. So, see what happens. I hope he's back. I hope he's back. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Do it. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, just a, it was just one of those things that caught my caught my ear. Just caught my ear there for a minute when we were talking about, uh, you know, this team and some of the guys that are missing and then getting David Bakhtiari uh, back together, you know. And, uh, you know, the question is direct, and there's no direct answer when it comes to that. Also, no Aaron Rodgers, so you are correct for those that are saying, well, why is there Aaron Rodgers there? He's on the match tomorrow night. What is that, TNT or TBS, Ben? TNT. That's what I thought. TNT tomorrow night. TNT, TBS. Wasn't quite sure, but TNT tomorrow night. You're going to catch the match. You've got uh, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all playing golf. There you have it. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. down yesterday in Elkhorn and now uh, traveling around the state I saw numerous numerous uh, Cunis RV dealerships and they are finally uh, getting a lot of the inventory in that they've been waiting on 
for the last year or so. So a lot of it's rolling in. And I was down at the one in Elkhorn yesterday, and oh, my God, do they have a lot. Huge selection. And many of you have, uh, you know, you got uh, those summertime plans that you were kind of considering and you were hoping to get out and about, maybe travel air-wise somewhere. You're going to the beaches. You're going, And then the gas prices hit, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm paying surcharge on flights. The flights are getting ridiculous. I don't want to drive down to Florida. I don't want to, you know, because it's nuts. Stay in the state. There is nothing better than some of these staycations. I'm telling you, we've got beautiful areas. Chippewa Falls is stunning. You get to some of the parks. They've got some great family vacation out in the Dells at one of the campsites and at one of the campgrounds is awesome. We've got really go up north to the Northwoods. There's campgrounds all over. And if you want to get just outside of the area, you can do that as well. But there is no better place to go than Cunis RV. Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. Cunis RV with so many different makes and models. And they've got fifth wheels. They've got motorhomes, camper vans, travel trailers. And they have got so many in both new and used. And they offer top dollar for your trade-in. And they offer consignments as well. There's no better place to go. They can, I can't believe how fast they've grown. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. If you go to one in Elkhorn where they've just got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of units, stop and ask for my buddy Scott down there. He's the GM. And uh, they're making all kinds of deals with some really cool stuff. And uh, go to uh, Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealership. Again, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. CunisRV.com. Uh, this is from Corey. Corey says, uh, with no Aaron Rodgers in camp, at what point does he finally show up? Is it the mandatory minicamp, or does he actually make it to an OTA? Corey, I don't know. All I know is is that uh, you know last year he didn't show at all, and this year, Corey, he has, I, he has stated via the Pat McAfee show, that he was going to be there. I, I, I don't know at what point that Aaron Rodgers is suddenly going to be on the practice field, but we know he's going to be around. But it's not going to be this week, uh, not playing in the match. So nobody's there, as a matter of fact. And uh, on top of that, Patrick Mahomes and his wife have now announced that their second child is on the way. So Patrick Mahomes not being at camp, obviously. Uh, he's got some other things going on. He's adding to the family collection. So it'll be Brady, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes in the match coming up tomorrow night. There you go. Uh, this was from Dana, who says, one of the all-time favorite sports to watch was Australian rules football, late at night, usually coming home from the bars, having a few too many, trying to eat something so the beds would so the bed would not give me the spins, and watching Australian rules football, always love the guy in the white jacket and fedora coming out and yelling, oi. <laughs> Dana, I don't know if he yelled oi. Just an FYI. I don't know. I remember the guy coming out, and it was like three field goals. You know, there's four sticks. There's two in the middle and one off to each side. And they'd boot the ball or run the ball, and he'd come out, and he'd stick his two fingers out like he was, like, shooting you, you know. And he'd do whatever he'd yell. But I do remember that from years gone by. That's that's great. 
Oh, Quentin says, there is absolutely nothing wrong with professional fishing. However, I would not watch it. Uh, my brother was a professional fisherman here in the state, but they did a lot of walleye tournaments. He won over $100,000 a couple years in a row, uh, but he is now a banker and comfortably watches his own money. That's from Quentin. Quentin, I get it. Even if your brother's in it. You know, maybe you're paying attention to your brother to see if he's going to cash in. So he's buying dinner that night. But that's about the extent of it. You go back to the old days of the Bassmasters and that was because remember, uh, it was the Bassmasters. Um, I, I can't remember what Bass stood for. It was B-A-S-S, but it was Bass something or other. The Bass Anglers something society. I don't know what it was. Uh, but then that was where Bass Pro Shops came from. And now that's part of Cabela's, correct me if I'm wrong. But, yeah, I I, I, re, I remember watching the, the Bass Masters and all that kind of stuff. You you bet. You bet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. Uh, Michael writes, uh, hey, unit, uh, if David Bakhtiari is not ready to go, who would then play left tackle? Well, you'd probably go back to Josh Nyman. You'd, you'd probably start Yash Nyman there, and then you'd have to go back and figure out your, your right tackle situation since Elton Jenkins is not going to be ready. Now, whether that's bouncing guys around, because you would have Yash Nyman at left tackle, John Runyon at left guard, Josh Myers at center, uh, most likely like Royce Newman over at right guard or bounce him out to right tackle, but more right guard, and then maybe Zach Tom. Your fourth round draft choice. Zach Tom, maybe a guy like Cole Van Lannan. Um, can you bounce guys around like, you know, Sean Ryan? But you've got a stable of guys, but uh, Yash Nyman would go. If Bakhtiari would not be ready to go, Yash Nyman, most likely, who got, you know, the load last year. He got the yeoman's work of the, of the, uh, of the, the left tackle position last year and uh and did did well did well so i would not have an issue if uh it was it was going to have to be yash nyman out there at uh, the left tackle position but he would be your left tackle for the time being i don't know how difficult it would be if say david bakhtiari is back to flip yash nyman over to right tackle just a different footwork different hand different technique it's just basically mirroring yourself but uh, but I, I you know that would give you depth, um, not necessarily issues if because you, know, you know Elton Jenkins is going to be back at least until the end of October, you would assume. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then Danny says, "God Almighty, I hope this doesn't mean that you're going to leave Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tanyan in on the line all season long again to protect Aaron Rodgers." No, first of all, you're not going to get Tanyan back. Probably to October. And no, I mean, if you have to, you know, you, you, you do it accordingly. You know, some of these games, you won't have to. You won't have the same style of pass rush. In other games, you will. You know, you just kind of you kind of wing it. You kind of play it by ear, you know. Two hours down. We got two hours yet to go. Good stuff. Covered it all today so far. Covering it all today. Um, nah, yeah, Mark, I don't want to get into that. 
I'll mention it, but I don't want to get into that stuff with Gabe Kapler and everything. I, it, you know, it's kind of played out. We've been there, done that. It's just getting more publicity now, I guess, after the Ubaldi shooting. 877-867-1670. Going to talk some NBA coming up as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 